You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin, working hard to bring you what's possible for your health. The Freighter and MCW Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect to the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. The Packers take down the Oakland Raiders 42-24 to in a game where Aaron Rodgers was absolutely untouchable, unstoppable, and the Raiders had no answers for him all day Long. He finishes 25 of 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns, another rushing touchdown, a perfect passer rating, and is the first quarterback in league history to have at least 30 attempts, 400 yards, a perfect passer rating, and six total touchdowns. It has never happened. And so this performance puts a bow on on what we have seen the last few weeks with the growth of this offense, with the amalgamation of offenses between what the Packers used to run and what Matt LaFleur wants to be running. We saw so many of the concepts we thought LaFleur would bring to this offense. We saw Aaron Rodgers do the things that Aaron Rodgers has always done, and he did all of it without Devontae Adams. He did all of it throwing to Jay Kumaro and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Geronimo Allison. In fact, he didn't complete a pass to a receiver until midway through the second quarter. It was running backs. It was tight ends. It was fullbacks. And then once he did that, once he started getting the receivers involved, everyone got involved. Eight different receivers catch passes. Jimmy Graham goes four for 65 with a touchdown. Jake Kumaro, two for 54 with a 37-yard touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a 74-yard touchdown. I mean, there are eight guys who catch passes in this game. All of them caught two or more, and six of them had a play of 20-plus. So you're getting efficiency from Rodgers. You're getting big-time production, splash play production from this offense. And it is another reminder of what you can do when your game calls, when your plan and your execution, when your play stacking, all of these things are adaptive. Green Bay came into this game having run the ball extremely well the last few weeks without Devontae Adams. Instead, this week, they come out, they throw the ball 31 times with Aaron Rodgers. They run the ball 23 times officially, but three of those are kneel downs from Tim Boyle. Three of those are runs from Dexter Williams with Tim Boyle in the game. And two of them are Aaron Rodgers, including his touchdown. So only 15 called runs to the running back with the game in the balance. That is after having a lot of success in the run game. That is being a Matt LaFleur team 
whose identity is based on the run game and run action. Meanwhile, the the Raiders, they get 21 carries for 124 yards from Josh Jacobs, 155 total on the ground, and lose by three scores. Because you cannot win if you cannot be efficient throwing the ball. And if you turn the ball over, and if you don't score in the red zone. And Green Bay, they didn't even bother with the red zone. I mean, they just they were just like, mm, whatever. <laughs> score from however far out they need to score from. And that's what they did all day long. The offense was as good as it has been all season. 55 plays, 481 yards in 10 drives. 8.7 yards per play. That is awesome. Aaron Rodgers is almost 14 yards per attempt. I mean, they lit this Raiders defense up. And overall, this Raiders defense is okay because their run defense is very good. We talk about this all the time with run defense. Really doesn't matter that much because if you have Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things, it doesn't matter what's going on in the run game. Green Bay couldn't get the run game going consistently, but they stuck with it enough. Aaron Jones didn't have a bad day on the ground, 12 carries, 50 yards. That's over four yards a carry. That's doing your job. They ran the ball a lot on first down. You know what that did? That set up the first play of the second half. They come out, play action, shot play. And they pick up a huge gainer to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He only had two catches in the game. And one was for 74 and one was for 59. And that's all you need. When those are your two catches, that is all you need. And and Matt LaFleur said after the game, their plan this week was all gas pedal, no break. That's what he, That's how he described it. And that's what they did. This was not second half, playing with a lead, and and playing conservative. No, they came out slinging it. And that's what you need to do. When you have Aaron Rodgers, just keep pushing. Because teams, even without Devontae Adams, they proved it on Sunday. Even without Devontae Adams, they are impossible to defend when Aaron Rodgers is playing like this. And they have quality pieces who can step forward. And Jake Kumaro played better than I thought he would. Jimmy Graham played better than I thought he would. And and part of that is you have Aaron Rodgers. He can buy time. He can make throws that, that other people can't. You have Alan Lazard make an incredible catch down the sidelines. You have guys able to play their role. And that's all you need sometimes is just do your job. And this game changed in the second quarter. In the second quarter, the Raiders were going down. Packers led 14-10. And the Raiders looked like they were a shoe-in to punch the ball in. It's, it's first and goal. They don't get in. Second and goal, Derek Carr tries to reach the ball over the goal line and fumbles. And I think that rule is stupid, but the rule is the rule. And the Packers, because he fumbled into the end zone, they get the ball back. And they get the ball back with enough time on the clock. They get the ball back with a minute 49. And they go down seven plays, 80 yards, touchdown. And now all of a sudden, instead of 14 to 17 and a lead for the Raiders, all of a sudden now it's 21-10 going into halftime and Green Bay is getting the ball. And Green Bay did the thing a good team does, and that is they stepped on the Raiders' throat. They come out that first play I mentioned, 59 yards. They get down to the Oakland 19. A couple plays later, it's a it's a touchdown. And it's it's game ball at that point. 28-10. You know, the Raiders scored. Okay, cool. 
28-17. The Raiders not going away. And and we're going to talk about the defense a little bit later. Next possession, Packers eight plays, 85 yards, four and a half minutes, touchdown, 35-17. They get a goal line stop on defense. And the Packers, they punt it, but then Oakland gives the ball back. The Packers three plays, 80 yards, including that ridiculous 74-yard out route that Aaron Rodgers gets to Marquez Valdez-Scaling. He does the rest. It's 42-17, and now it's time for Tim Boyle, the human victory cigar. Imagine what this offense can do with Devontae Adams back on the field. Imagine how they'll look when they are at full strength offensively. And when Elton Jenkins continues to gel with this offensive line. And David Bakhtiari played a lot better today than we've seen him. The Raiders do not have great pass rushers on the edge, so that helps. But Aaron Rodgers said this was the best the offensive line played all season. The one sack was a coverage sack, and... That is going to be the game plan every week. If you can protect Rodgers, you can win. And and while the defense didn't play great, certainly not great on a per-play basis, and we're going to talk a lot about the the game plan and, and what that looked like and, and why it was ineffective, but they got stops when they needed them in the red zone. They got the goal line stop. They got the, the fumble, which is really Derek Carr's fault, and then they got the interception from Kevin King. You get stops in the red zone. You come away with field goals as as Oakland did on their first possession rather than touchdowns. And you're going to struggle to beat the Packers in Lambeau. This offense is scary good and can be scary good. And, and we were saying it all season. They just got to find a rhythm. They just got to get acclimated. They just got to put these things together. And this is the best example we've seen of Matt LaFleur marrying the concepts and saying, okay, we know that that Aaron Rodgers doesn't really want to play under center a ton, but we want to get to the play-action game, and we want to be able to have that illusion of complexity, and we want to have the misdirection and the leak plays and all of the cool stuff that Matt LaFleur wants to run. Well, turns out you can do most of it from shotgun. And Green Bay was, was not as effective running the ball out of those spread formations on Sunday, but they were pretty damn effective throwing the ball out of those formations. And then you still get, you know, those first down runs, first down runs, first down runs. And then in the second half, you come back, you play action, and you hit the shot play. By the way, Aaron Rodgers still cannot outthrow MVS on those deep plays. Even this one, and and Valdez Scantling is running open. Maybe if Rodgers throws it sooner, but I mean that play is is 60 yards in the air. And MVS is still having to like stop and wait for the ball in the air. That's how fast he is. And he's not even 100%. That big playability. Look, he doesn't have to be, you know, Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs as a number two. You know, whoever you think is the number two in that offense doesn't matter. He just needs to be what he was on Sunday. Someone who can take the top off the defense, who can threaten you down the field, and who, when the, when the opportunity arises, when you get him in space, can make plays. Jimmy Graham did the same thing. Did he did he shake anyone in the open field? He actually did. He did have one play where he made a man miss in the open field, but mostly he did Jimmy Graham things, late career Jimmy Graham things. He was a safety valve on a couple plays, and then the touchdown, look, he, nothing special about the play. It's a great throw, a little low. Jimmy Graham goes down and makes a great catch. You got a touchdown. 
That's all you need. Just do your job. And this offense can work. Aaron Rodgers can make it work. And they don't need the run game necessarily. This is what we've seen now. They don't need everything to be working at once to win football games. They can be adaptive and say, we don't need to run. We're just going to throw it a bunch, let Aaron Rodgers go in the game. Whereas in other weeks, it's Aaron, Aaron Jones is going, to, is going to carry us to victory. Or Jamal Williams is going to carry us to victory. That can, that can work too and has worked for the Packers this season. So to have that flexibility, that malleability is what championship level teams do. And Green Bay... I said it to my wife this morning. I said, if Green Bay is a good team, if they are a legit NFC contender, they should blow the Raiders out because that's what a good team would do. And that's what they did. They proved their championship medal on Sunday. And they have to carry it through. This was a big game for the Raiders with Patrick Mahomes out, an opportunity to go and announce themselves as legitimate contenders in the AFC West. And, and by the way, they still are even at 3-3, three and three, given the slate of games the Chiefs had coming up. We don't know what Patrick Mahomes' future looks like. We know Matt Moore is going to start this weekend. The Raiders had an opportunity. They came out firing, and they played well. Give John Gruden credit. The, the offensive game plan was outstanding. And Derek Carr, I said on Friday, right? I said they have to essentially be a team that we haven't seen all season. They have to push the ball down the field. They have to make those big plays. And they did it. They did it. Now, Mike Pettin's defense helped, but they did that, and it wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough to win. You don't play your best. Your defense doesn't play your best, but you get timely stops, and you get MVP-level quarterback play from Aaron Rodgers the same week that there are pieces out there saying he's not what he used to be. He's overrated, et cetera, et cetera. You know Rodgers read those things. There is no way that he was not coming out hot in this game. He did and he proved after the Dallas game, he said, I've, I've put up stats, now I just want to win. And he proved again on Sunday that he can be the straw that stirs the drink. He can be. His statistics can be the reason why they win still. He is still capable of doing that. And that should be very scary for teams in the NFC because when he is hot like this, he is still as good as anyone has ever been at the position. And if you're getting hot but not scoring quite like Aaron Rodgers, Blue Chew can help. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Remember, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for anyone who wants a little extra function and boost in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA and... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than going to a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network offers many same-day care options to fit your busy schedule. Your health is important, so stay on top of it this football season. Take advantage of what is possible through one of the many convenient ways to get the care you need 
from the area's leading physicians. In need of primary care, personalized care is delivered at more than 40 health centers and clinics throughout southeastern Wisconsin. Many locations offer Saturday and extended evening hours. You can even schedule that appointment directly online. Prefer to save yourself a trip? Schedule a visit site with your own doctor through the safe and secure MyChart app or request a virtual clinic appointment 24-7 and be seen by a board-certified provider in 30 minutes or less using your phone, tablet, or laptop. For more serious conditions, staff at urgent care clinics and emergency departments are ready to treat you when you need it most, even late at night. Whether in the comfort of your home or at one of many convenient locations, Freighter and the MCW Health Network staff will provide you with exceptional care rooted in innovation and discovery. To learn more about all these care options, visit www.freighter.com care or call 1-800-DOCTORS. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, this is what is possible. We do have to talk about the defense because Derek Carr goes 22 of 28 for 293, two touchdowns, and the run defense... Look, the run defense is what it is. It's the it's the 10.5 yards in attempt. Derek Carr had a 120 passer rating through two touchdowns and and got really whatever he wanted. And this starts with an approach that I just didn't understand from Mike Patton. The Raiders only had one receiver who can beat you, and that's Darren Waller. It didn't seem like they had a plan for him. You know, when they played the the Eagles. It was, okay, no matter what personnel grouping they're in, if they're in 12 personnel, if they're out there with two tight ends, we're going to play three safety looks, and we're going to stay in our big nickel, and we're going to let our safeties cover the the tight ends. That was Green Bay's approach, and that was how they looked at it. And if you're going to play your safeties to cover tight ends, that, that can work. Adrian Amos can do it. Will Redmond is a former corner. He can do it, and, and Shannon Sullivan is a cornerback who's playing out of position at safety that should be able to work. But instead, the Packers ran a bunch of zone coverage, which they busted a ton, and and give John Gruden credit for that, give the Raiders credit for that, give Derek Carr credit for that, for making the plays, for seeing the defense, and, and making throws when they were there. But this is all about, to me, the Packers' defensive execution and their their game plan. They didn't seem to have a game plan for Darren Waller. And at a certain point, when when you're busting these zone coverages, you make an adjustment. And Mike Patton has been great at doing that over his career. And, and there it was a, a trend last year. The Packers would come out defensively a little bit slow. Mike Patton would make some adjustments, and they would settle in. But there was really no settling in in this game. Green Bay ended up getting some turnovers. They ended up getting some, some fortuitous bounces. And they they made the plays that they need to make. That stuff matters. The the Patriots defense, for example, has always been a bend, don't break. And they play great in the red zone. And they let you beat yourself. And the Raiders did that. And, and Green Bay did not turn the ball over. But they created two of them. Plus the turnover on downs. So the, the Packers defense ultimately did its job. I mean, this was 17 points while the game was still in the balance. And that is a good performance by any standard. Just just to, to keep a team, especially a team that is moving the ball out of the end zone when they're moving the ball, is important. It's pretty clear how much they missed Darnell Savage. We don't know what his status is. It was a high ankle sprain. 
They said it wasn't serious, but clearly they are uh, being very cautious with him. Those high ankle sprains can linger if you don't let them fully heal. So they're not going to let him back out there until that thing is 100, 100, 100%. Not can you play, but do you have pain? And unless the answer is no, they're not going to put him out there. It seems pretty clear. Now, the good news is if he can play this week and they're going to need him, if he can play this week, it's possible that Ibrahim Campbell could also play. We saw more snaps from Oren Burks who I think needs to play more because B.J. Goodson, for the things that he can do well as a run defender, and there are plenty of things he can do well as a run defender, he's just not good in coverage. And Oren Burks is. And you can't only play Goodson on first down because you're you're having the same problem you did last year when teams are just going to start passing on first down. So just commit to playing the way you wanted to play in the offseason. And I know coaches are always loath to make these kinds of changes because Oren Burks was hurt and they brought in Goodson and he played well enough to get into the rotation and be a part of this defense. But he just doesn't do enough of the important things well. And by important, I mean the things that matter in 2019, which is cover, affect the passing game. Oren Burks is just better at that, and I have seen progress in his run defense. He made a couple plays on Sunday in the run defense. So I just, you you spent the entire offseason, rookie camp, mini camp, training camp, everything, Oren Burks, you were playing in that nickel with Burks and Martinez. So where has that gone? Is it just that you didn't have someone else that you felt good enough that BJ Goodson is is so much better that Burks can't be out there I just that's the part of this that doesn't make sense to me and I I know coaches again they don't like to to have a guy lose his job to injury but if someone comes in and is playing well they don't want to take his take his job back unless he's an established I mean Drew Brees is going to get his job back no matter how Teddy Bridgewater performs Oren Burks is not that guy so the the Packers are in a little bit of a weird situation in terms of how these things are normally handled But when I'm looking at what this defense needs, I just don't care enough about the run game to have Goodson out there over Burks. I live with whatever lumps I have to take with Oren Burks rather than dealing with the lumps that I have to take if I'm playing B.J. Goodson, specifically because the ways that he can hurt you are the ways that the Raiders exposed him on Sunday. I mean, he cannot cover Darren Waller one-on-one, and and a lot of linebackers can't, but the one linebacker who has a shot is Oren Burks. So get him on the field. Let him play. A defense that has Burks, Savage, and Campbell all on the field in a three-safety nickel linebacker look is the best passing and run-defending group that the Packers can field, in my opinion. So... Why not give Burks more of those snaps? Let him prove it. Let him go out there and earn it. And I thought he he earned more snaps. He had this is the I think the most defensive snaps he's played all season. And he played he played enough in in good situations, in situations that mattered still, not end of game stuff. That I felt like he earned more opportunities. I'd like to see him play more on early downs. I'd like to see him play more in base so that teams can't just say, well, we know you're in base personnel and so we can throw on you now. I just It, it makes your defense too predictable. I, I have had a lot of praise for the work that Mike Patton has done this year and, and he has earned all of that. But it is also my responsibility 
to call out these kinds of missteps. And that's what it was. It was it was a a bad game plan that was doubled down on and and never had really adjusted. And and the one play that the Packers defense made in the red zone, or at least one of them, was when Kevin King was on Darren Waller. That is not a coincidence. And and it, it's just so bizarre given the way that the Packers have approached teams like this in the past where the tight end is the focal point where they've had you know they've had a, a cornerback even cover him and maybe they just don't feel comfortable with Josh Jackson and and maybe that is uh you know earned he got he got burned late in the game Jackson did I don't I don't know what the situation is there but Green Bay has to get it figured out because when they te- play a team like San Francisco George Kittle is going to eat them alive if they don't have a better plan and that is clearly an, an issue. You've got teams in the NFC that are going to want to play that way. If the Eagles get in, they can be dangerous with the tight end. So you have to you have to get this figured out because it's a weakness. And, and you can't be busting coverages. You assume Will Redmond is not going to be on the field a ton. Um, but Blake Martinez had some issues. It seemed like there was a lack of communication. And John Gruden called an excellent game. He deserves credit for that, no doubt. But you just, this, is, this is something you cannot have. All of that said, this goes back to a point that I have made over and over and over on this show, and that is the best thing that a, that a coach can see is a, is a dominating win or a convincing win that includes copious amounts of things to clean up. The Packers have plenty to clean up, especially on the defensive end right now, but there are, there are things offensively. There was a drop or two. There, were, I'm sure there were missed assignments in the run game. Rodgers, there are a throw or two I'm sure he'd like back. There are still some, some penalty issues to get worked out. This team can still get better, which is crazy. And the fact that they're still winning games, still 6-1 and one, and 4-1 and, and one at home. Aaron Rodgers, I think, only has one loss in his career to an AFC team at home. So this defense still made the plays it needed to make. And I said 17 points, didn't I? In my preview, I said 24-17. Now, obviously, Green Bay scored way more than 24. But I said, how can they get to more than 17? Now, they should have. Some turnovers screwed them over. But Green Bay's defense creates turnovers. That's, that's what Green Bay does. And if they, whether they do them in the red zone, whether they create those turnovers in the red zone or somewhere else, it doesn't matter because you're still turning the ball over. So I think ultimately the scoreboard reflected how the defense played. 24 points feels right, uh, although you know the, the, the Oakland offense got most of what it's wanted most of the day, but they didn't play sound enough, and Green Bay took advantage. That is to Green Bay's credit. Before we wrap up here, let's talk about Peloton because they're offering a limited time offer to our listeners. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use promo code LOCKED to get started. So as we look around the NFC now, uh, the Packers right now, if the season ended today, would be the three seed. San Francisco undefeated would be the one You've got New Orleans as the two and then Green Bay as the three. And the Packers play San Francisco in San Francisco coming off a bye. And they don't play New Orleans, so you can't get that head-to-head tiebreaker. New Orleans, you know, we'll see what their what their schedule looks like with, with Drew Brees. We don't know when he's going to be back. So that is going to impact how their season turns out. But Matt Ryan is hurt now for Atlanta. 
The Falcons' season is an absolute mess. And Tampa Bay doesn't look like much of a team. They're so hot and cold. So I don't really know what to make of what's going on there. Their schedule is not that tough. I mean, they've got the Cardinals this week, then the Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. They do have the 49ers and the Colts, and those are going to be tough games. But then at Tennessee and at Carolina to finish up. So if Green Bay wants the one seed, they're going to probably have to get to 13, and that's going to be tough. Now, it's going to be a little easier now that Patrick Mahomes is hurt. San Diego, I'm, I'm not going to call them L.A. They don't deserve to be called L.A. after what happened on Sunday. Uh, the Chargers are a disaster. They are inventing ways to lose football games. So, you know, really the Packers are looking at you got to beat San Francisco, you got to beat Detroit, and you got to beat Minnesota on the road. Those are your, those are your three big landmines left. Because they have home games, you got Chicago, you got Carolina, uh, you've got Washington you're on the road to New York, and New York looks terrible. So your your three games that you really really have to worry about against teams that you think are just as good or, or close to as good as you, you got at San Francisco, at Minnesota, and at Detroit, and you've already got a loss in your pocket. Can't get to three if you lose all of those. So that makes this game against a backup quarterback on Sunday vital. This is a game you can steal. Green Bay is going to get Matt Moore. So they have to take advantage of that. And they and they and if they do, I mean seven and one, you got you get to go to LA and play a Chargers team that is in free fall, home for Carolina. You can be easily nine and one not easily, and there's no easy games in the NFL unless you're playing the Dolphins. Nine and one into the bye and coming out in San Francisco with a chance to make your case for the number one seed. You don't win that game, you don't deserve it. So that starts with winning this game on Sunday against a banged-up Chiefs team without their MVP quarterback. Go win that game and go from there. Uh, Normal schedule this week, finally. Uh, Expert Tuesday, crossover Wednesday, scouting report on Thursday, and then Friday uh, we will get our live show. Thank you for those of you that have caught that on Periscope. Easiest way to be a part of that is to follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers. Locked On Packers.